Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. All it took was the promise of ice cream. Yes, yes, that is correct. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Friday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the new podcast with Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert all at BatteryPower.com at Battery Power SBN, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just make sure you hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. Sometimes, multiple shows a day. The big key, though, is this. Not only are we going to have you covered when it comes to all the latest on the Atlanta Braves, and there's plenty to talk about, obviously, many multiple perspectives to enjoy as well. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest from Atlanta is this. The Braves players are getting ice cream. That is exactly correct. That is not anything made up. That is very, very true. In a fun turn of events on Thursday morning, I guess you could say, um, Alex Anthopoulos, you know, gave some th- thoughts, you know, talking about, you know, the Michael Harris extension, uh, Mike Soroka, what have you. And it was revealed that if the Braves won their game against Jacob deGrom on Thursday night, they would get an ice cream machine in the clubhouse for the rest of the season, and that's exactly what the Braves did. A 3-2 victory over Jacob deGrom. We talked about how critical, how critical it was for the Braves to get the job done on Thursday night to really stay within striking distance of the Mets as they move forward and close out the 2022 season, and that's exactly what they did. In what felt like a playoff matchup, the Braves' best in Max Scherzer in a Max Freed versus Jacob DeGrom, who I, I'll argue is the better pitcher of Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom. No, you, you can't go wrong either way. But at the end of the day, it was ace versus ace in a playoff-type matchup. The Braves actually were able to figure out how to strike first, stringing together hits to be able to score two runs before the Mets came back and actually tied the game to make it 2-2. Two to two. But as I mentioned on Thursday... The big key for the Braves was this. They did enough to figure out how to find at least a bit of success against Jacob deGrom with the fact that Max Scherzer was able to keep the game close. He, though deGrom probably was a bit more dominant, Freed was just as effective, keeping the game close for 
for the game to get into the bullpens, and that's exactly what played to the Braves' advantage. As in the bottom of the seventh, Michael Harris hit a ground ball through the middle that wound up being a double, and Vaughn Grissom, we've talked about Vaughn Grissom's ability approach at the plate when it comes to his power, when it comes to his hitting. Vaughn Grissom, with one of the bigger difference-making plays of this series against the Mets, hustling all the way from first and scoring on a bang-bang play at the plate to give the Braves a 3-2 lead. And then from there, the Braves' bullpen was able to get the job done. A.J. Minter, then uh, Rizel Iglesias, Iglesias, and then uh, Kinley Jansen all were able to get the job done, and the Braves were able to win the game 3-2. Now, at the end of the day, the Braves did exactly what they needed to do. Three wins in four games versus the Mets. They were able to, the offense was able to put on a much better display against the Mets this time around than they did against the Mets in New York. And also, there are layers to this. Not only, obviously, did the Braves win three out of four games to be able to stay now within three and a half games of the Mets versus where they were before this series at five and a half games, but the Braves also now have a reference point, hey, we took on the Mets best, and we were in position to perhaps win both of their games against Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom. The Braves' bullpen, uncharacteristically, was not at its best in Wednesday night's game against Max Scherzer, but the Braves still scored seven runs in a game in which they faced Max Scherzer. This Braves' offense has shown that it's more than capable of doing what it needs to do to give the Braves pitching the support that it needs to get the job done against Scherzer and DeGrom. Don't get me wrong. The idea of Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom, you know, in a playoff series with Edwin Diaz anchoring the Mets bullpen, that is a heck, that is a heck of a pitching staff that teams are going to have to go against in the playoffs. But the Braves' offense and also the Braves' pitching depth, they are more than up to the challenge. They can get the job done. So it's not only the fact that the Braves were able to win three out of four games against the Mets, it's the fact that they did much better this time around with, against Scherzer and DeGrom than they did when the Braves faced the Mets in New York. Obviously, it's great to see Max Freed back on the mound. You know, at the end of the day, wasn't ever really an injury concern when it came to him being on the concussion IL. More of a precaution than anything else. But very good to see that he was able to get back and regain his form as one of the top pitchers in the National League. And of course, once again, the other thing that stands out, it was the rookies that stepped up and stood out when they needed it most. Von Grissom getting on base against Jacob deGrom, and then Michael Harris delivering the big hit that allowed Grissom to hustle around the bases to score the winning run. So a great series for the Braves, an outstanding performance, a huge bounce-back performance as they've now won eight out of nine, and they're three and a half games back in the NL East. But the thing about it is this. It doesn't get any easier for the Braves as this weekend, again, a bit overshadowed because of this huge series against the Mets, but this weekend, the Houston Astros, yes, the Braves' 2021 World Series opponent, they return to Atlanta for a rematch of last year's Fall Classic. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. we got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropG Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Earlier this week, for fun, I had mentioned that it seems like that we are doing an emergency podcast on a weekly basis here at the Battery Power Podcast Network, whether it be the trade deadline, whether it be big call-ups from the minor leagues, whether it be long-term extensions like we've recently seen with Austin Riley, as well as Michael Harris. It seems like that we're talking about something just absolutely amazing when it comes to the Braves in the present and the future, when it comes to them improving their team significantly in the present and the future, but locking up young players is just an exciting, exciting development. But the key, the key thing is this, is that as we've discussed the players have already locked up, one of the big questions that has come up consistently, and I know that I brought it up as well, because it's always fun to get um, other individuals' perspective, what does this mean for Dansby Swanson with him being a, a different situation in which he actually will be a free agent after this season, what does it mean that the Braves are locking up all these other players who are still a long way away from free agency? Does potentially it mean that the writing is on the wall that the Braves may be, you know, in position to where they're okay with letting Dansby test the free agent markets and, you know, if the Braves have to, seeing what they can do to move forward without Dansby just like they did this past offseason without Freddie Freeman. Well, we got many perspectives, you know, thinking that, you know, the Braves could do exactly that. They could explore other options if Dansby's asking price may be a bit too high. But it seems as if that the Braves and Dansby Swanson actually are having talks about a potential extension. John Heyman reported that the Braves and Dansby Swanson currently are exploring extension opportunities. Now, the other factor that plays into this, that, that certainly is relevant, is that Dansby Swanson has the same representation, has the same agency representation that Freddie Freeman had. Obviously, if you followed the Freddie Freeman saga throughout this season, there's not been much positivity between Casey Close, who, repre who represents Freddie Freeman, and the Braves organization. It, Heyman reports that there doesn't seem to be as much negativity between Close and the Braves, or between Swanson's representation and the Braves in terms of these potential negotiations than there was between Freeman and the Braves in those negotiations. So it doesn't look like the Freeman situation is impacting a potential extension opportunity for Dansby like some thought it would. But it is great to see. Don't get 
me wrong or anyone else wrong, I feel. At the end of the day, keeping Dansby Swanson in an Atlanta Braves uniform would be an outstanding development. With how great he's been on defense, with how he has shown in multiple ways he can add value on offense. Last year, it was his power. This year, it's the consistent approach at the plate. I mean, you have a player who legitimately could be a top 10 MVP candidate this season and someone that likely is going to continue to produce as the Braves shortstop if he were to remain in the Braves uniform. And it also certainly seems that there is truth to the idea that Dansby Swanson really wants to stay in Atlanta. So it'll be very interesting to see what potentially comes from these rumors that the Braves and Dansby Swanson are potentially talking contract extensions. Again, it would be a bit surprising with how well Dansby Swanson has played, how well other shortstops have been paid recently in free agency, it would be surprising so close to free agency and having such a good resume over the past two years to where Dansby would get a really good payday potentially. It'd be a bit surprising to see him agree to an extension so close to free agency, but at the end of the day, it may not be that surprising at all if Dansby's whole goal is to stay in Atlanta, and it certainly seems as if the Braves are open to, the, to that idea, and if they were to agree to a long-term extension, that would be just another wonderful development of the Braves locking up another key member of their core for the extended for for the foreseeable future. So make sure you stick with the Battery Power Podcast Network as well as BatteryPower.com for the latest on any potential developments when it comes to another potential long-term extension for the Braves and Dansby Swanson. So the Braves were able to win three out of four against the Mets and are now three and a half game behind three and a half games behind the Mets in the NL East. But if you're a fan of Braves baseball who likes to go to the games frequently, this was the home series to be able to attend as right after the Braves played very well against another really, really legitimate NL pennant contender the Braves turn right around and welcome right now the best team in the American League and the team that they faced in the 2021 Fall Classic, a rematch of the 2021 series. It will be the Houston Astros coming to Atlanta to face off the Braves to face off against the Braves this week. And if you're a fan of offense, it's going to be hard to find a better series that contains more offensive potential than both the Braves and Astros offense, especially with how well both offenses are playing right now. But make no mistake, the pitching side of things also presents a lot of fun with a lot of intriguing pitching matchups over the weekend. Tonight, it starts with Lance McCullers of the Astros facing off against Kyle Wright of the Braves, and it's going to be an interesting matchup to watch. We'll get into that in just a moment. But Lance McCullers versus Kyle Wright on Friday. And then on Saturday, a matchup of two of one... Uh, of two of the better breakout starters in both the American and National League this season, Christian Javier, who was a who used to be a reliever for the Astros, he has been outstanding in the starting role for the Astros this season versus obviously NL Rookie of the Year candidate Spencer Strider. That's going to be a great matchup on Saturday night. And then, of course, on Sunday, it'll be Jose Urquidy versus Charlie Morton. So just some great matchups when it comes to the arms of both the Astros and the Braves. Of course, we're talking about arms. We also may have the opportunity to see Will Smith 
return to the mound in Atlanta. The first time that we will see Smith since he was traded to the Astros in exchange for um, pitcher Jaco DeRizzi at the 2022 trade deadline. But the big story of the night tonight in the fir- in the first matchup um, of the, this Astros Brave series is going to see how both Lance McCullers and Cal Wright perform on the mound. For McCullers, it'll be his second start since he returned to the mound this season. His last outing was actually his first start of the season, the first time he had been on a mound since injuring his forearm in last year's playoffs. So he is going to be pitching for only the second time this season. His first outing was six scoreless innings, but that was against the Oakland Athletics. No offense to the Oakland Athletics, but the Braves' offense is a bit more challenging than than, than the Athletics. So McCullers facing off against a much more challenging offense. It'll be interesting to see if he runs into any trouble early. Speaking of Hoping to see if a if a player will return well back will return back to form after a bit of an injury scare is Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright has been um, away from the mound for more than ten days. You know, in his two previous starts, that you know he had given up you know plenty of home runs against the Mets in the series in New York. Though he was very effective against the Red Sox last week, he also saw a downtick when it came to his velocity, and it was reported over the weekend or over last weekend when the Braves faced the Marlins, that Kyle Wright was just dealing with some a bit of injury, or not injury, but a bit of arm fatigue with how many innings he had thrown this year. So the hope is, is that the Braves, who were able to give plenty of their starters some extended rest before the series against the Mets, the hope is, is that Kyle Wright will be able to regain his excellent form that he's shown all season, and he'll be able to get the job done against a very formidable opponent in the Houston Astros offense. For the Braves in this series, it it remains the same. The formula remains the same as to how they were able to get the job done against the Mets. Find some offensive success early. The pitching limit the opposing offense enough to allow for the Braves offense to do their work. And then you have to think that the Braves feel confident when it comes to the bullpen matchups, even against the Astros, who have a very good bullpen in their own right. The Braves have to feel confident that if the offense can find some ways to score, despite the excellent pitching they're going to face, the Braves' arms are going to be able to get the job done as well. And at the end of the day, if the Braves can, you know, get past this weekend series with another series win, it's going to be, I feel it's going to be the most successful homestand of the year for the Braves and a really big boost as they move into the last fourth of the season. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the batter, or on the <laughs> Daily Hammer part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name's Sean Coleman. Always a pleasure to be with you. You can find the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, as well as the Daily Hammer and the new podcast with Stephen Tolbert and <laughs> with Stephen Tolbert and Chris Willis all at BatteryPower.com, at Battery Power um, SBN across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Obviously, make sure that you stay tuned to all of those great sources to get the latest on when it comes to the Braves facing off against the Astros and any more potential developments that may occur when it comes to the talks that are rumored to be happening between the Braves and Dansby Swanson when it comes to a potential extension. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer.
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. 